Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I had an experiment this morning, and it went perfectly. We were in, in the meeting before, before service, and everybody was in there that was pre uh, planning, preparing, and I looked at everybody, and I said, you know, I, I just love everybody. I love everybody in this church. But then I leaned over to Chad and Julie, and I whispered, And those around said, what? What did you say? Because everybody likes when, it, when you, when you uh, love everybody, but everybody also wants to be favorite. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed? And by the way, I really meant that, Chad Dooley. Um, okay, um, I'm going to get off track here and get myself in trouble. Uh, have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed that it seems like that some people that you know have this great connection with God, and it's like, man, they're they're God's favorites. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever been jealous of maybe somebody else's relationship with God, and you think, boy, I wish I could have that. I, I will tell you the difference between those that I know that really have a passionate. Uh, relationship with God and those that, that don't or, or myself that's, you know, that, that I want to have more it always comes down to one word and one word only freedom freedom very passionate video wasn't it about how God changes us in, in the book of Galatians in, in Paul's first a missionary journey he went through Galatia established the church the church wasn't just one composite one group but it was a variety of different groups that met in, in various places and Paul right goes and and he ministers to the people in Galatia a church is established Paul goes on and then during the course of, of time some issues arose in the church in Galatia and Paul is addressing them and, and it's really amazing that, that the, the emphasis on the book... Now, there are, many, there are many things that you could look at, but one of the greatest takeaways in the book of Galatians is simply this. Freedom. Freedom. In Galatians 5.1, he says this. Paul, he says, It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Paul establishes the fact that the reason why Christ set us free is for freedom. Now freedom to Paul is a little different than freedom that we may think of. And, but I want you to notice the comparison here that Paul uses to build a mental imagery between freedom and slavery. He talks about slavery, and in Galatians 1.4, he talks about the slavery of sinfulness. He says this, "...who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age." Christ rec uh, rescued us from our own sins, from our own passions, from our own desires. Christ came not just to, to set us free, but to give us freedom over sin. Paul addresses the church in Galatians and says, At one time you were pagans. You were alienated from God. You were 
bound by your sin. That's the one thing that, that I, I have come to terms with with sin. Sin is anything that opposes God. It can get into our hearts. It can get into our lives. And it's like a chain that binds us. Binds us from a true relationship with God. Binds us from the person that we are really designed by God to be. And the adversary of our soul is really good about enticing us. You know that it's been said that God is the greatest power in the world and the second greatest is the devil. Uh, but that's not true. God is the greatest power in the world. But the second greatest power in the world is the will of humanity. Because God will not make you and the devil cannot make you. It's your free will. God will not make you serve him. He will do everything for you. He, he has provided a plan of salvation. He gives us grace. He gives us mercy. He gives us compassion. But at the end of the day... Anybody that has chosen not to serve the Lord will stand before him and give an account. It's, it's our will that says, I want to receive that free gift, and God lavishes that gift upon us. Christ gives us, all of us that were once sinners, he, those that practice sinful behaviors to even today are still under that control of sin. But when Christ came, he, he set us free from sin. He pardoned us by his blood. He frees us through his spirit. Freedom not just from sin, but he can help us walk in a way that we don't have those sins in our lives. And you say, do you think you can be perfect in this life? Haven't found anybody yet outside of Jesus. But here's what I do know. When I first became a Christian, God started working on me on, on the overt things in my life, the habits and the things that had me bound. And, and then once he got rid of those, and, and he got rid of them by simply keeping you know, bringing them to my attention. And then when I surrendered that part of my life to him, he removed it and replaced it with him. And every time I relinquished something, he would tear it down and then build something new. But after I got over the, the habits and, and all of those things that were overt, then he really began to do the hard work, the inward things of, of character and conduct and right thinking. And a, and a right heart, a heart of compassion and understanding. And I have found through the years that God is never finished with us. Philippians 1.6, and I've told you many times it's my favorite verse, but it's a promise that Christ is going to continue to do the work in us until he comes back for us. This thing we call sanctification of being created more and more and more into the image of Christ is an ongoing process until he returns, until we're glorified, until we get rid of this sinful nature and we're able to walk in true holiness. But right now, 
God's design and God's purpose in our life is to walk, keep us to walk away from the sin that is in our life that holds us down and that he will continue to work in our lives to conform us into the image of Christ. It's an ongoing process. And you say, how do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked because we're going to get to that in a moment. But there's the freedom that your sins have been forgiven. That you can walk away from those sins. But my friends, you'll never be able to overcome those sins on your own. Christ can forgive you, but if you want to overcome sin, it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. One of the issues in Galatians 5.1 that Paul is addressing is not just the overt sin in, in these believers' lives, but there were those that had come in behind Paul and began to teach that you needed to follow the law as well as Christ, as well as faith. And, and they were trying to make them adherence to the law. Now, the law itself is not bad. The law itself is holy. The problem with the law is there's nobody that can live up to the law. The law brought us to an understanding that, that, that we are sinful, but the law had no power to remove the sin. That's why Christ came. Christ lived a sinful life. Christ fulfilled the law. Christ died, and, and then he rose again. And now Christ has all authority to be able to grant eternal life and freedom to anybody and everybody that calls on his name. The law itself is spotless. It's blameless. It's our ability to follow the law that is insufficient. And yet we see that in, in the Christian realm that, that we like to incorporate laws to follow Christ. And the reason why we do that because it makes us feel better. But Christ didn't come just to give us power to follow the law because as I said before we can't follow the law because we it's we are unable we are incapable of fulfilling the law that's why we rest we focus we are trusting in the grace of, of God through the righteousness of Christ that it's not our righteousness but it's the righteousness of Christ that has come into our lives through us kneeling and saying Lord I need a savior and I believe that you died for my sins I believe that you rose again for my justification and for my sanctification and I am walking with you Christ has the authority over the law because he fulfilled the law. And when, and when our identity is with Christ's righteousness, that's when, that's when we can stand before the Lord. Not in our own righteousness, but in the righteousness of Christ. So that 
talks about the two, the two things that can bind us, sin and legalism. But it doesn't answer the big question. And this is where I want to get to today. Why? Paul said in 5.1, it is for freedom. Freedom that Christ set us free. Freedom. Is it freedom to do what you want to do? Doesn't scripture tell us that that whatever we submit our bodies to, we are subject to. So it's not freedom to do as we will, but I, the question that needs an answer is, what freedom is Christ talking about? What freedom is he referencing? It's a freedom that, that is from a, a way of life no longer under legal restraint and no, no longer under sin. It's, it's a life of freedom that we, that you and I, can have a relationship with our Heavenly Father like we have never had before. Christ set us free so that we could walk in relationship with God. Christ set us free because he has a passion to be close to us. As a dad, I, I, I look at the relationship that I have with my three daughters, and, and, and if you think, when I think about the times that really stand out in my life with them, it's not the, the events, it's not the experiences, it's the conversations that I've had with them from the time they were little to the now that they're grown it's the relationship that I have with them that is more meaningful to me than anything else to be able to talk with them one on one to be able to share to be able to connect oh granddaughter was uh, Nancy and I had the privilege of getting to babysit Don't, I loved her babysitting and at two years old she, she came up and hugged me and took off and stopped about ten feet away turned around came back looked at me right in the eyes and then gave me a kiss Why did Christ set us free? So that you and I can have a passionate, close, personal relationship with Almighty God. Those that, that are in our lives that, that I have seen that, that man, I... I I admire their relationship with God. They have found this secret that, that freedom is not in the things I get to do or I don't do. Freedom is not found in, 
in the laws that I follow or don't follow. Freedom is found in my relationship with Almighty God. And I am willing to lay aside anything and everything that's in my life just to pursue that relationship because I want to be in his presence. I want to be able to pray and not just pray, God, here's my list of things that, that we need and here's the things that, that people around me need. But I want to move beyond that and get into that personal, intimate relationship with Christ that, that when we begin to pray, that you move beyond the flesh and you get into the Spirit and the Spirit of God is, is connected to the Spirit of you and, and you begin to walk walk in a relationship that is amazing that 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 goes beyond anything that you can have in this world and it's like Paul said oh that I might know him the reason why Christ set us free is for love not just love because he wanted to set you free so you can so you can look, and people will look and say, look at the grace of God. Look at the amazing grace of God. That's going to be, Paul says that, that we are the trophies of the grace of God. Throughout eternity, people will look at us and say, look at the grace of God. But Christ died to invite you and to invite me into a relationship with God and everything he does in our lives is to draw us closer to him it's not just to God is not just like an ATM that we get to do every, you know we ask him everything we need God is asking us as our Heavenly Father that He wants to give us those experiences and He wants to, to help us to live fulfilled lives. But at the end of the day, what God is really wanting, what God is really desiring is a close, personal, intimate relationship with His creation, with you and with me. Paul goes on to say, because of this freedom, because of this great opportunity we have, if, if you haven't really considered the fact that we have the opportunity that each and every one of us that knows Christ has the glorious opportunity to talk with, to listen to, to hear from Almighty God. The one that created all things every time you stop and call his name he listens anytime you stop and you say father i love you he is listening his passion his desire is to pour and lavish his grace upon us and you say why me Ask him. Ask God. Paul goes on to say, 
because of this great amazing freedom that you have given us because of this this freedom that we are no longer bound by by the our inadequacy in fulfilling the law because we are no longer bound by the sin that that we once had now that we have have all of these fetters removed and all of these roadblocks to a relationship with God removed now that you have this great opportunity stand firm why do you have to stand firm because everything in this world is going to try to distract you from that relationship with God everything around you will try to to vie for your attention to keep you from passionately following Christ and Paul goes on and says stand firm in this freedom stand firm in the relationship that you have with Christ stand firm allow your relationship with almighty God to grow and to grow and to grow and to grow and and push off the things of this world push off the legalism that's in our mind and heart and passionately follow him and don't be burdened again with a yoke you know what a yoke is where they put over the horse or the donkey so they so they're under a burden so they're controlled by something else and he says don't allow yourselves isn't that an amazing term that that we God's people can allow ourselves to be burdened by sin and by legalism. And, the, and those are not the reasons why they, that Christ came and died. The freedom that Christ gave us is that we can walk boldly into the throne room of almighty God and and talk with him and allow him to change us to transform us and that we can know the creator of the heavens and the earth and here's the greatest blessing of knowing God that as you grow older as you get to that place in your life and your relationship gets deeper and deeper you can say within your spirit I know that I know that I know that my Redeemer lives and death becomes something that you're not afraid of but death is something you just look at and say it's just a milestone to, to the place I get to see him face to face Galatians 5.18 says this, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Led by the Spirit. I think, I think sometimes, and I, I've, I've had this, this philosophy in my life, and Lord forgive me, and, and, and I know that many people, we, we wrestle with it, well, we used to sing the song, Where You Lead Me, I Will Follow. And, and we would rather sing the song, Wherever We Go, You Can Come. But here's the rub. 
if you want that personal relationship with Christ, you can't have the mindset of, Lord, you're welcome to go with me wherever I, wherever I go. It has to be where you lead me, I will follow. Wherever your spirit dictates, that's where I'm going to go. You know what's amazing about that in Galatians 5? Those that follow after the Spirit, that's where we find the fruit of the Spirit. And isn't it amazing that the fruit of the Spirit is a product of somebody that's following after the Spirit? Not after themselves, not after a, a set of rules, not after their own desire, but following Christ, but passionately following the Lord. And when you do that, something happens within you. You're transformed. I'm going to ask our praise team to come back, if you would. Haven't they, didn't they do an amazing job? I think the greatest um, joy of fatherhood, as I said before, is that my children are walking with God. They're in a good relationship with God and that they're in good relationship with me. I love hanging out with them. I like to know what's going on in their lives. And it's not even about what we're talking about sometimes. It's just that we're talking. John, 3 John 1, 4 says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. On a Father's Day, I would say that that is my greatest passion in life is to see my children, their spouses, my grandchildren walking with Christ. You say, would you trade that for a million? No, I wouldn't trade it for anything because I know that this life will pass away. My goal is to have them walk with Christ that they too have eternal life and that in this life they experience the amazing blessing of having a relationship with Almighty God. It still boggles my mind that, that God would want to have a relationship with me. But He does. And he wants to have a relationship with you. So as we sing this song, there, there's a passage, there's a part of this song that says this. If more of you means less of me, then take everything. Here's what I would like to do and ha instead of just having you guys stand. As we sing this, if there's a part of you that you want to give to the Lord. As we're singing, just stand and say, Lord, here I am. I want a closer walk with you. I know one thing about all of us that's absolutely, positively true. You're as close to God as you want to be. Well, am I as close as I can be? No, none of us are. 
Enoch walked with God and then he wasn't because God took him because his relationship with God was so close that he said, nah, come on out. But the truth be told, it's not God that's holding back on the relationship part. It's me. If I want more of God, he's saying, come on. I want to show you my glory. I want to show you my blessing. I want to show you what it means to walk in the Spirit. He is inviting us into a passionate relationship with Him. And the only person that I can look at and say, well, this is the reason or that is the reason is the one that I look at in the mirror. It's me. Because if I want a closer relationship with God, I can have it because he says I can have it. But the only reason that I don't is because I'm still holding on to things in my life that, that at the end of the day, they're not going to really matter to anybody for any reason anyway. And I ask myself, why do I hang on to these? Why do I do that? Why don't I just passionately pursue God with everything in me? Perhaps you ask yourself the same question. Paul said it this way, stand firm. And don't allow yourself to be entangled with the yoke of slavery. Father, we thank you today for...